This is Sports Best presented by Reposted. Coming at you like Mark Zuckerberg in a 2004 coding session at his Harvard dorm room. He is Larry Winklevoss Olson. I am Andrew Tom from MySpace. Keller, how are you doing, Winklevoss? I just wish I had their Ethereum portfolio. That's all I want about the Winklevoss. It's just their Ethereum money. I want their VO2 max because of their good crewing rowing ability. Erging? Erging? It's called an erg machine. What's it called when you stroke crew? Hey, oh, um, actually, I take that back. I do want their pecs. If I could have one of their twins pecs, I'd take that too. Yeah, was it an army hammer? Was uh, He played both of them in the social network. He oh, played shut both, up, really? It was the same actor, played both twins, yeah. Wait a minute, are you kidding? You got to watch social network tonight. I watched it. I loved it. I did not know those guys weren't twins. Damn it. Same person. It was like I, Michael Keaton in Multiplicity. Oh, and um, what's her name? Uh, the chick that party Lindsay too much Lohan. With the, Lindsay Lohan of the Bear Trap, which we just watched. Damn it. Awesome wow, this movie. is crazy. She did a great job of that movie. All right, Andrew, let me just tell you this week, breaking news on Sports Best. We are not going to start in the NFL. We are going to start in the National Basketball Association because it was the NBA draft this week. Did you watch the NBA draft? I got to be honest. I didn't know the NBA draft <laughs> happened until this morning. It happened a few months late. Like it was supposed to be earlier in the year, right? Because they had to push everything because of the season went later. I don't know if you know this, Andrew, but um, there was a pandemic. worldwide pandemic. And Bingo. so things did, not, <laughs> things did not run as normal. They ran the NBA draft five months later. Normally oh. would be in June. They also did it on the internets. They didn't do it. They had all the people in their spots and then they'd call their name and they'd stand up from their couch. I mm -hmm. love seeing mom hanging on, hugging her little boy. She gets called to do the virtual thing. Let's go through it real quick. Minnesota Timberwolves they had the number one pick. They went with uh, Anthony Edwards out of Georgia, who looks like he could play linebacker for the Georgia football team. Instead, he's playing power forward or shooting guard for Georgia. Anyways, he goes number one. The Warriors took set, uh, had set the second pick. They went James Wiseman. He's a seven foot one center out of Memphis. This is interesting. He only played three games because he got into a tit tat, -tat with the NCAA, but nevertheless, he's seven foot one and is really good. So they went with him anyways. And then Lamelo Ball followed. He was the third pick by the Charlotte Hornets. Back to Edwards real quick. He joins the top other pick, Markel Fultz, as the only players in the lottery era to go number one overall coming from a team that had a 500 or less winning record. So they had a losing record and he still went number one. Only one other person has done that. His name's Markel Fultz. I feel like drafting on speculation rarely pays off. Um, Greg Oden, old dusty bones, Greg Oden went to what? Portland. Are you going Greg Oden on me? <laughs> he like Gosh. was hurt his entire time in college, got hurt. I'm happy for these guys. Zion Williamson signed a $44.2 million contract. So he went number one. These guys are getting paid. It's the genetic lottery, man. Being tall, being good. Wait a minute. So there was somebody else that Greg Oden was like number one. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant. Greg Oden was taken above Kevin Durant. Like, I mean, come any, on. anytime you talk about draft misses, you look at like how many people were taken before Tom Brady, how many people were taken before cousin Tony Romo. Dude, how many people were taken before Michael Jordan, for God's sakes? Right. Well, he at least went kind of high. So I have a brother. We have never won anything together. Have you and your brother ever received accolades? We have zero connection to any accolades. Zero. Well, the Ball brothers, Lonzo and LaMelo. <laughs> the, brothers? the Ball brothers <laughs> are the first brother duo to be picked number two and three in the NBA draft. So... 
Lamelo was picked on Wednesday, number three, as you said. Lonzo went number two to the Lakers. I have nothing but vitriol for the Ball family solely because of their dad. I feel like they right. seem like decent guys, but their dad is—he's a loudmouth. Can I say this out loud? I feel like you're a hater. I feel like haters you're a giant hate. hater. You're gonna haters, hate. <laughs> haters gonna hate. Uh, I don't. It's just. Let your let your play do the talk and don't have your dad hold press conferences and talk about how great you're going to be. He got traded to the to New Orleans. Can I say something that's going to not make your life better? <laughs> yeah. So the Ball brothers, first two brothers to go in the top three in the NBA draft. There is another Ball brother. We got one more Ball brother. Yeah. You give me odds that he'll go top three. Dude, they're saying the He's other in Ball Australia, brother, right? No. This whatever the dude last night got taken was from Australia. Oh, I thought they both went to Australia. Oh, maybe they both went there. This third ball brother is the best ball brother from my sources. He's the best of the ball brothers. It's so all three of them got handles. They handle in the balls and they're let me just say this. These ball brothers are not to be confused with my wife, the ball buster. These are the ball brothers. My wife is the ball buster. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess we have that to look forward to in whatever NBA Listen, draft, the third ball. Thank Ooh, you. Thank you for that. Three balls. <laughs> Listen, we got more breaking news from the draft. 19 year old Denny Avija made history as the ninth overall pick. He was the highest drafted ever player from Israel. So Nicole's only worked for Israeli based companies. And I told her this, I was like, this is exciting. <laughs> And I was like, he's six nine. She's like, well, the first thing she said is Israelis are generally not tall. And I was like, well, he's really? six nine. And she's like, that's not tall. And I was like, what is tall for the NBA? Or what's average? I think maybe six seven might be the average. What do you know off the top of your head? I would head? say it's like six four. Six four is short. Steph Curry is six four. No, he's six four. Yeah. I would say I would say Steph Curry is the average height. Whatever height Steph is, he's the average height of the NBA player. All right, well, we'll call our intern and see if you can look that up. I would say it's six seven. Anyway, this is it's impressive. Um, what's his name? The guy that used to coach LeBron in Cleveland is Israeli as well. He's no longer coaching in the NBA. Okay, I just googled it. The average height of an NBA player is six seven. Oh, was that what I said? You said six nine. No, I said the Israeli was six nine. I think the average is six seven. David Blatt is Damn. Israeli as well. Um, so just real quickly, I was trying to think, like, do I could I name another Israeli athlete? You know, we got this guy, David, Danny Avija. Yes, go ahead. I just got a text from the other room confirming 6'7". Six, 6'7", seven. Six, seven. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gal Friedman was the most successful Israeli athlete before Danny Avija. You oh. know uh, Gail Friedman's sport? Mm, pole vault. No, windsurfing. Mm. The listen. This is according to Wikipedia. I swear to you, the only Israeli to ever win an Olympic gold medal is Gal Friedman in windsurfing. I looked into doing kite surfing when I lived in San Francisco because <laughs> it looked fun, and I feel like that might be one of the ultimate rich guy sports. It's like three thousand dollars just to like get out on the water. Can I say this about kite surfing? Yes, it's just completely overtaken windsurfing. You never yeah. see windsurfers anymore. You only see kite surfers. Kite surfing is the way to go. I would love to go kite surf kite surfing with you one day. Okay, but so like so windsurfing was like an eighties thing, and like mm -hmm. they said like like there's like you wear leg warmers, eat taco salad, and watch Miami Vice, and then right. you don't do that anymore. Right, kind of like snowboarding is like you don't you you're cool. You wear baggy pants. Mm, that might have been the early two thousands. I don't even know what's cool now. 
but it's windsurfing is to skiing as kite surfing is to snowboarding. Oh, I should go take the SATs. Look at that analogy. That <sighs> I don't my, like that, that analogy, was the but I'm going to say something. I had I'm gonna so have to be silent. careful for our next story. If I don't enunciate correctly, you might think the wrong person's going, but Seth Curry was traded to the Dallas Mavericks to the by the Dallas Mavericks to the 76ers, and he is going to be playing for his father in law, Doc what? Rivers. What? He married uh, Callie Rivers in 2019, also known as last year. What would it be like for you to work on a daily basis for your father-in-law? Do you have that type of relationship? Um, I was just thinking this, like, it, honestly. So my father-in-law from time to time, like my wife will have projects like, hey, I got us a kit to put a tow hook on our car. Like she like, and then she, like our, our father-in-law, he'll give that to the, us as a present. But, hey, I got you guys a tow hitch. I know you guys have bikes. You want to take trailers all the time. And he'd be like, hey, I want to put that on with you, Larry. And I turn him and I go like, you know what? Why don't you do that with your daughter instead? There is no, I always, never, I always make the projects go to my wife. There's no way in hell I'm working with my father. We have such different styles. We would drive each other insane. So in a couple of weeks, I'm building a new workbench. Should I call Karen and have her help out? She's more handy than you are. Well, first of all, she is definitely more handy. But yeah. just the styles, stylistically, Style, you mean the way that, well, he's, he's an engineer, which I don't totally. know if engineers blend well with a seven Enneagram. No, we don't. We completely don't. You could, that's like, it's a miracle. I've been married to my wife this long, but yes, I can, even when I saw this story, I was like, I can't imagine in a million years working with my father-in-law for my livelihood. What about you? <laughs> my future father-in-law? Yeah. I feel like if I was going to train in an athletic endeavor, he is probably even if I wasn't going to be related to him, someone I would want to work out with. He is, I don't know how old he is. He's in his sixties and he's in better shape than both of us combined. Okay. I'm going to ask an awkward question. Okay. So if you worked out with your father-in-law, would you guys take a shower? Not to get like, like one of those big <laughs> open gyms. Like it would be weird. You mean like the ball brothers do? <laughs> That's not what I meant. Like it's imagine like you had to work out and you're like, Hey, let's go hit the showers. And then you're like 24 hour fitness. When we used to do that. I'd be like, all right, dude, shower nude here with my father-in-law. Yeah. It'd be awkward. Drop the soap. <laughs> Could you pick that up for me, please? <laughs> All right. We have, we have one last NBA story. The NBA didn't release the schedule, but they gave, released the theory of a schedule. Uh... They didn't release, like, the actual games, but it's going to start on December 22nd. There's going to be a 72-game season, and it's basically going to be in two halves. The first half will go until March 5th. Then they're going to take a break from March 5th to March 10th. And then they're going to play the second half of the season. They're not going to release the full schedule, actual games until later in December. So that because once again, they're still working out this idea of who's going to play who they want to have less travel. But the idea is that they're going to release the first half of the schedule and then later the second half. So if games get canceled because of the COVIDs, then they'll just tack those on to the second half of the schedule. It's like a flexi schedule. Are they doing everything in person? I feel like people are planning that 2021 is going to have more normalcy. I feel like they're not bubbling it up, are they? Well, I mean, once again, I, like it's city to city, right? Kansas City Chiefs allow lots of people into their games. I, I San Francisco literally just the Warriors spent $30 million on this grand plan to let people back into the stadium. And to just today, San Francisco's get no way, not on our, never going to happen. So I think it's going to be city to city, but... 
I, people tune into the show because they like the politics, but I think those people that were going to go to the Warriors Stadium can go to the French Laundry and have a meal with Governor oh. Gavin Newsom. Oh, man. He had some bad pictures released. Fox had those pictures of him like, yeah. Not a good look. Not the good, the governor. Not a good. Well, I think it's I think it's great they, they have it dialed in. Two halves. I don't know. I, I don't know why. It's, is, is Presumably, if everyone gets sick, they want to have a gap to like hit reset so the second half can have everyone have their time off. I think there's like, once again, it's just like gaps so that they can get in those games. I yeah. think there's just no way they're going to play 70% of these games. There's just no way. So I don't remember what year this was, but a few years ago, you and intern Kirk played a tennis match against Dollar Don and myself. Damn it. And I think we bet money on it, but the money is inconsequential. I remember winning and I remember I'm still celebrating from that. I did it. Damn it. I've done so many victory laps. Damn and it. on this is I love Patrick Mahomes presented by reposted. The chiefs are going to play again against the Raiders. And when the Raiders won in week five, they're busted a victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. It's so good. That made me think of when uh, Randy Moss mooned the crowd. It's just no. like, what's the point of do- I Anytime I'm saying goodbye to someone, I'll like uh, Nicole, Nicole grew up in a cul-de-sac and her dad says goodbye and waves. I'll drive around the cul-de-sac at least twice because he won't go inside until we're gone. Victory laps are fun. So I'm going to say, good job, Chucky. Do a victory yeah. lap. So this is not a story from The Onion. This is real life that the Raiders coach made the bus do a victory lap around the Chiefs stadium before they left. Which is great because probably no one saw it. It's not like the Chiefs are waving goodbye. It's like, all right, we're going to navigate these uh, light poles and get around the stadium. He's like, he's sitting like right next to the driver. He's like, hey, driver, buzz the tower. Let's go around. And he's like, dude, there's no, like, no, take us on. Like, what is that? So the Chiefs are apparently have a chip on their shoulder. It's bulletin board material. And <laughs> this came out today that uh, Clellan Farrell tested positive. He's a defender for the Oakland Raiders. And reportedly eight other starters are in the high risk list. But that doesn't even mean that they're not going to play because this uh, Farrell testing positive, he's listed as likely will be out. So it's not even 100% he's going to miss the game. So who knows what will happen. Okay, what do you think? Now I- I'm confused. I got the Raiders. I got the Raiders. I'm, I'm confused what's worse, that John Gruden took the bus on a victory lap around when nobody was watching, or the Chiefs getting angry about the fact that the Raiders took a stupid drive around their stadium in a bus. I think the worst thing was earlier this year when John Gruden did the fake I have COVID protocol, everyone <laughs> react, and then he really did have COVID. I can't trust anything Chucky says anymore. Come on. You know what? I don't believe in the Raiders. Um. <laughs> There's only 31 teams in the NFL. I don't believe in them. Do we care that the NFL is going to have the first all-black officiating crew for the first time in league history on Monday night for the Buccaneers-Rams game? Is that a big deal? I think it's a big deal. I read the story, and I was trying to figure out. It's a big deal, I think, if they planned it, and it's going to be symbolic to me. Week 11, it seems like it's um, not on purpose, and it's a coincidence, and there's a story being written up about it. I think that's not a big deal. I think that's saying... I don't think anything either way if what the color of the skin of a referee is. I think this is great. I think there's been a lot of progress. If this happened in 1990, it would be a bigger deal. But also, I don't think it was on purpose. No, I think you're exactly right. You know, as you know, the NFL crews are being assigned by geography. 
they used to like have crews where each they worked with the same crew every single week this year it's like oh there's a game in kansas city you live near kansas city we're going there so i think it randomly happened and now the nfl is trying to make a thing out of it what's the over under on 10 years for an all-female officiating crew right now there's one female referee in the nfl her name is sarah thomas what's over under on 10 years for an all-female crew if i give you a number can we put a man rub bet on it yeah okay i'm gonna say five years you're gonna take the under i'll take the over okay well, a Louisiana football team finds success in the threat of deforestation. <laughs> We're only going to talk about this if we have time. Do we have time to talk about this Louisiana football team? You just did a hacksaw soundbite. Of course we got time. Hacksaws are manual, dude. That was a chainsaw. Hacksaws. Chainsaw. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, so this team is... They're based in Lafayette, Louisiana, and they, in 1992, they went on a road game to play against another team, and someone brought a chainsaw because they're like, we're going to cut down the surrounding trees to send a message, and it was like a joke, but uh, uh, one of the guys with the team snuck in with a chainsaw, and they caught him right before they ran out, and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, runs out, fully expected to get arrested narrowly avoided getting arrested but that started tradition and so now they're on their third chainsaw and a player ceremonially runs out with a chainsaw before every game and i just don't feel like i don't want to be safety sam here but i just don't know if that's a good idea all bets are off in louisiana i think i mean i i I was reading it too and i was like is he running with the chainsaw on is also like they've they've exhausted two previous chainsaws they've run them enough that they had to buy new so (laughs) do you know the only sound that i like more than that sound you just played what it would be in orgeron filibuster ed orgeron filibuster cayenne pepper let's hear it give me an orgeron filibuster (laughs) i guarantee this has been sports best presented by reposted facebook MySpace, Twitter, social media. Yes. How do we wrap this up? I'm Andrew Keller for Larry saying thanks for stopping by.